0: We'll mm-hmm. be And good afternoon to you wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you here in addition to our co-host and producer, Chris Whitler. Hey, howdy, hey. And uh, introducing a special guest today, and we'll we'll get into this in just a couple of moments, Pastor Rex Wright from Turlock, California, and uh, also from the Billy Graham Association, talking about a wonderful initiative coming up on November 7th called My Hope America, and we'll get to that in, in just a moment. Uh, some great stuff that God is doing in our area, Chris, yes. and, and next, uh, let's see, Tuesday the 8th. Yes. An incredible. And this is bouncing off of uh, our last podcast about how we deal with the issue of mental health within the body of Christ as we're interacting with the community. And Chris, oh, a wonderful event coming up that we need to remember.
1: Yeah, it's, uh well, the National Alliance uh, on Mental Illness is having their Awareness Week, and uh, that's uh, October 6th through the 12th. Um, uh, all across the country, uh, people are going to be, Uh, looking at, educated on uh, issues surrounding mental illness. And uh, our part of that is uh, we're participating in the, uh, locally, a community prayer service. Uh, uh, The the Tuesday of the Mental Illness Awareness Week is always dedicated to prayer for those uh, suffering with and touched by mental illness. So Tuesday night, October the 8th, Uh, that's Tuesday evening at seven o'clock at Wellspring Anglican Church, downtown in Modesto, 820 H Street. Uh, we are going to be, uh, working with, uh, Gary of the, of NAMI, uh, to organize a night of prayer, sharing, music, support, Helpful information and encouragement for those suffering with mental illness and those touched by mental illness. Caregivers, uh, people who have friends and family who are suffering from men- mental illness. It's for everyone. And uh, so uh, please come out and join us for that. October the 8th, uh, 7 o'clock on Tuesday night.
0: And uh, easy to find. It's it's right there at the corner of 9th and H. Street. Just
1: follow the smell of the taco, trucks, <laughs> and you'll
0: find it. And right by the railroad tracks. <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: In fact, when the train goes by, you kind of feel the rumble yeah. there. But uh, just a, a, a wonderful time to get together, and, and so we look forward to having you participate uh, in that with us. And, uh, Rex, before we uh, get into uh, some other items here, you were mentioning uh, just before we went on the air uh, a wonderful international focus that we should be praying for that's happening tomorrow. Now, as you're listening to this live, uh, you realize it's uh, September 25th, uh, Wednesday. And so if you're listening live, this is happening tomorrow. If you're listening on the archived why broadcast, why it may be in the past. But you know what? I think God answers those prayers anyway. Yeah, you can still go to um, the Capitol and pray. You them. can go to the Capitol <laughs> and pray anyway. So Rex, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yes, uh, uh Michael, tomorrow um, on the on Capitol buildings around the nation, people are gathering for prayer for the release of of Saeed Uh Saeed is a pastor um, that went over to his native country, Iran to work in orphanages and uh, he was arrested about over a year ago. so we're gathering uh, all around the nation to pray for his release. Uh, his wife was on the uh, cover of Decision Magazine, BGEA's mm. magazine. You can read all about it in Decision this past month.
0: And so that's, uh, tomorrow and what time? Uh, it varies Any from, time.
2: from state to state, but they're, they're getting around in the Capitol buildings around the nation to, to call out to the Lord for His release.
0: Well, let's, uh, join them in prayer tomorrow. Again, His name, and you pronounce His name much better than I do. So.
2: Uh, it's spelled S-A-E-E-D, Saeed Abedini. A-B-E-D-I-N-I-N-E, I believe, or right. I-N-E, excuse Great. me.
0: Great. Well, we encourage you, friends, to join in uh, the prayer all over our nation uh, for him tomorrow. And uh, speaking of the persecuted church, let's check in now with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs.
1: What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak?
0: What will people do when they find that it's true?
1: Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. China's PSB, the Public Security Bureau, has been monitoring the evangelistic work of Brother Li for years. The PSB report states, Ten years ago in Yangming Village, there were about 150 people who took part in illegal religious gatherings. Now there are more than 500, two times each week. The report even confirms Li's courage, stating, he has been arrested and educated many times, and yet his heart and his nature has not changed. By the way, that education was not in the classroom. It was an education by torture. But Brother Lee persevered as a witness
0: to other Chinese Christians, and to you and me. Will you take a stand? Go online to persecution.com. Again, our thanks to the voice of the martyrs for that reminder. And uh, we had a time just before our airtime today of pastors gathering together as we do every week uh, here in Modesto to pray and intercede for our city and and for uh, issues of national and international uh, matters as well and th- this passage occurred to me as we were discussing some of these issues especially internationally what's happening in Pakistan and and uh, other places Jesus reminds us in John 15:18 If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you, no servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours as well. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. All the more reason for us to be praying and stepping out to connect with the world outside so that they can see the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ in real and tangible ways and allow him to uh, to work through us. So not only do we encourage you, friends, to keep on your knees in prayer, but please join us in taking the next step to connect with your communities and the rest of the world uh, to bring the very physical, the tangible Love and grace of of Jesus Christ to those who are in need. Just a reminder for you. And here's another prayer item for you. The Supreme Court next week begins its session, and our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute has this item for your prayer list as well. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, The President of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dakis.
2: The U.S. Supreme Court begins its new term every year on the first Monday of October. Now among the cases the High Court will be considering on its docket this term is one regarding the constitutionality of prayer at the opening of local government meetings. The outcome of this historic case could impact cities and towns all across America. It's unimaginable that a nation founded on religious liberty and individual inalienable rights granted from the Creator would be considering a decree to remove the acknowledgement of God from government proceedings.
0: I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call
1: 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org.
0: Yeah, our thanks to Brad Dacus and his crew for uh, just doing amazing work, not only through California, but around the country as well. And, uh, Chris, this really hits home to us here in Modesto. Yes. For as long as I've been in Modesto, which is not as long as, as other folks, almost approaching 20 years now, we've had the privilege of being able to open city council uh, uh, proceedings in prayer. Yes. Now there are a few boundaries that we have to respect, you know, in order to have that privilege. And, and although that privilege is open uh, to all different kinds of faiths, it turns out that it's really only the Christian community that has taken the council up on that invitation. Mm-hmm. So we have the privilege of actually starting uh, city council meetings in prayer. And I have seen over the years I have been here, the effects of those prayers. I mean, there were times when you know, once the, the initial, uh, opening was, was done, why people would kind of beat it, the jugular, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was a, it was a nasty, uh, thing. There was a lot of divisiveness and s- still there's, you know, differences of opinion, yeah. but there's respect up there yeah. on the dais. And so we've seen God honor that. And friends, we really encourage you to pray over the Supreme Court decision because this will have an amazing effect throughout the country if city councils, local governments are prohibited from allowing prayer to open their proceedings. If you remember, Supreme Court, uh, opening week of October, please keep them in prayer.
1: And no matter what the Supreme Court decides, uh, it's still a, a good reminder to pray for our city council, whether Amen. we can do it in public or not. That's they, right, absolutely. They can never stop us from actually just praying for
0: them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, Rex Wright, great to have you here in, in Modesto, and uh, you're, you're in our neighboring city in, in Turlock, but we just got to meet you uh, about a week ago, and some pretty exciting things going on. And this coming from one of the great spokesmen, of one of the great ambassadors of Christ of all time, Billy Graham, and it's called My Hope America. It's uh, really going to uh, come to a head there in, on November 7, but the principles involved we can use all year round. Well, actually, let's talk a little bit about what My Hope America is and what they hope to accomplish.
2: Uh, thanks, Michael. It's It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, you know, when you talk about Billy Graham, who, who are we? Who is the BGEA? Well, for years, the Billy Graham Association takes the message of hope, love, and forgiveness of Jesus Christ to everyone we can around the world by every effective means available to us. And when you talk about my Hope What Is My Hope America with Billy Graham My Hope America with Billy Graham is a grassroots effort utilizing the power of personal relationships and incorporating new video of Billy Graham sharing his thoughts about his life and faith to reach people across the United States with the message of Jesus Christ so My Hope is the new effort from Billy Graham
0: and it's really grassroots right I mean this is some this, this is not just everybody coming to a, a stadium which has been a, a wonderful resource in, in years past. But this really is going to be happening in homes and neighborhoods all throughout America. It's it's really a, a grassroots level where every single family of believers on every block can be involved, right? It really is.
2: Uh, grassroots is the perfect word. It's under the guidance of local pastors or their local pastors. Christians across the U.S. will gather in homes and dorms, coffee shops, wherever, uh, and churches to share the good news of Jesus with friends and family and colleagues and neighbors using different media programs. Uh, these programs feature life-changing personal stories and messages from Billy Graham, which include never-before-seen video of Graham uh, recorded for My Hope America. Uh, Michael, My Hope really um, uh, started a couple years ago. Um, Billy Graham preached for for 40 years. And, uh, the numbers that they, that they, uh, got from his crusades here in America and around the world were, were about 2.5 million as far as the record shows. Well, in the last, uh, 10 years in 57 countries around the world, uh, over 11 million people have been saved, almost mm-hmm. five times the number. So mm-hmm. I suspect Dr. Graham looked around and, and, you know, in his, in his, uh, Years of his crusade say, "Why don't we do this in America?"
0: Wow, what a great opportunity! By the way, as we go along, if you have a computer near you, maybe you want to take a look at the website as uh, as we're talking. It's www.myhopewithbillygram.org. That's myhopewithbillygram.org. Now we know the history of Billy Graham. Just, a, and, and in fact, Modesto has played a major part in that, the Modesto Manifesto. Right. And, you know, we've been so blessed to, to be part of that, uh, ministry in, in some ways for, for many, many years. And here Billy Graham is nearing the end of his earthly, uh, ministry here. And here's a nationwide effort that's ready to go. And I so much appreciate the fact that it's something that's designed to come out of homes. I mean, when, 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 Christianity broke out of Jerusalem when that epicenter earthquake of evangelism happened two thousand years ago at uh, at at Pentecost. Cool things were happening in those little homes. I mean, that's where it was. Ha- that that was where the church was happening. And think we're kind of returning to those roots, aren't we? Uh, through this through this particular effort,
2: it's exactly right, Michael. I personally, what this has done for me is. Uh, I never look at my own neighborhood when I, I, I live in a cul-de-sac, a half cul-de-sac, and I never drive into that half circle the same way. Uh, again, this is a structured, uh, program that, uh, for me personally, it's changed my life. I, I don't just drive in and, and see a house. I see Jack. I see, uh, Ed on each corner. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if Jack knows Christ, but, Jack knows that I know Rodney a neighbor two doors down that I've had a chance to baptize and and my my prayer is for Jack. I'm I'm going to try to open my home and invite Jack to dinner. Uh I got to explain the concept. It's based on the concept of Matthew. Matthew as a disciple of Jesus uh brought people into his home in Matthew 9. He he looked around. He was a tax collector. Brought his fellow tax collectors and sinners into his home, and basically, it was to meet Jesus. He threw a party. I don't want to bring tax collectors in my home. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay, <laughs> Chris? You can you can bring whoever you want, just okay. as long as they need Jesus. Yeah, that's you, great. You're checking the Treasury Department <laughs> ID at the <laughs> door, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's good. That's well, good. And,
0: as as we do this, what types of resources are going to be available? And and by, and by the way, Rex, I, and although we're talking about November 7, the principles involved here we can use year-round. And it, it just doesn't need to happen in your home. It can happen, what, in the workplace, uh, wherever your sphere of influence is. So let's talk a little bit about the resources that are available and how folks can use them.
2: Well, for the last couple of years, um, um, I came on in May, but um, our coordinators around the state have been traveling and um, educating pa well not educating giving pastors basically a vision preparation pastors pastors know the material that we 're giving them, but it 's a reinforcement, and we 're giving them a vision on how to reach their local churches. Um, we give out pastors packets. Inside those packets are a manual on how to do My Hope. Um, they have a, a Matthew packet, which it, which includes a training DVD to uh, incorporate and train in training your churches. And I told the Modesto pastors today, it's not too late. Even though we're we're uh, we're bringing down the door of October, we're heading into October. It's never too late to jump on board. Um, there are three weeks of training videos. They're, they're first class videos designed uh, by Billy Graham from the Christian Life and Witness course. Top notch trainers that will will train their people on how to share their own personal testimony. And pastors are encouraged. This is all about mobilizing uh, your parishioners to be a light in their neighborhood, right? Really, a city on a hill and a light light in a dark place.
0: I think, Chris, one of the tragedies of our Western church culture is unintended, but we've become kind of a spectator sport, hmm. really. Uh, show up on Sundays and we grade the pastor on how well he did on the sermon. If we don't quite like the way he's doing it, we'll go to somebody. And <clears throat> God never designed the church to be that way. He, he designed it to be a growing organism, uh, one that gets out into the community, builds relationships, and, and sees people come to Christ and and get saved not only for eternity, but to bring Jesus into their immediate lives in, in, in a very real and a tangible way. In order to do that, we have to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, I love about this, Rex. This is all about developing relationships with your own sphere of influence. You don't really need to go on knock on people's doors you don't know. Talk to the people you do know, you know, at work and you, in your own that. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Chris, you've, you've had, Tons of experience, uh, discipling people and 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 training them, and and uh, what what are some of the, the principles that that you bring to the fore as uh, through YWAM and and your efforts, as you're dealing with people in their spheres of influence? What what are some of the important concepts that you've learned? In order to help people develop relationships and share their faith in very effective ways.
1: I think just the, just the concept of, of simplicity, how, how simple it can be. We can tend to make things so, uh, complicated that, um, you know, it, it becomes oppressive. And I think just the, the, just the element of simplicity is so important and, and authenticity. Of of yes. of, not creating unnatural situations, but like what this is all about, it seems like trying to create a natural situation with people that you know that are in your sphere. I interrupted you when you were talking about Matthew, and I wanted to read the scripture that this yeah, whole thing is based on. Matthew, uh, I think it's 9-9? Nine, nine? Nine, 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 nine through thirteen. It yeah. says Jesus passed on from there, and when he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax office. He said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And it happened that as he was reclining at the table in Matthew's house, behold, many tax gatherers, so I guess we got to let him in, yeah. and, and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to the disciples, why is your teacher eating with tax gatherers and sinners? But when he heard this, Jesus, he said, it's not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick Go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And I think that for us, it's like, it's very easy to have people from the church over to our home. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we know so many people out in the world that need to be invited to the table. And, uh, it's the model of Jesus. And that's what I like, the simplicity of what my Hope America is all about it seems like it's just a call back to that instead of running these huge evangelistic campaigns it's running a mini one right in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really
2: is and and it it gets back to the basics.
1: Mm-hmm. Your neighbor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> your neighbor is your friend. The the guy you see every day, you know, Monday morning when he starts his car up, "Hey George, how are you?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. "Have a good week." And and it's funny, you know, I want to take off a little bit on what you said, uh, Chris. You mentioned tax collectors. Now we, we all laughed, but, yeah. but really you think about that. Think of a typical, uh, neighborhood in America. Neighborhood of a hundred. Uh, sixty percent, uh, even if they're going to church, they don't know or they don't pr- profess to know who Jesus Christ is. Mm. Uh, 16% are, are, are caught in some, some sort of addiction, drug and alcohol addiction. 7 to 16% are out of work. They're unemployed. Many are, many are gripped by fear and anxiety. It cripples them from even holding down a job. I know my neighborhood, it's symptomaniac or symptomatic of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, that half circle, there's about, 70 to 100 people, and I, I know for a fact there's a couple of my friends that are out of work. They're looking for work. Mm. So this is dire times for America. we I don't have to tell you guys that the divorce rate is is, is, is great in, in, in the church as outside right. of the church since the 90s. Right. There's a broken, broken homes right across the street from, from me. People need the Lord, you know. They need revival. They need to come back to the simple gospel of Jesus, love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ.
0: And Rex, when we're talking about this, by the way, and and about, before I go there, I I do want to say in fairness that I founded AVC. We didn't go to an attorney, did all the 501c3 stuff myself. And I, I do want to say, in fairness, that every IRS person that I talked to on the phone was very pleasant, very helpful. I actually did not run into any <laughs> idiot bureaucrat. <laughs> really, they were. And so I, I just want to say, you know, we joke and we make fun, but here at Advanced Environment Communities, we had only positive. Uh, now, at the end of the year, my. My view of that changes a little bit (coughs) during tax time, but that that being beside the point. Rex, as people are thinking about jumping on board and and, and adopting this strategy, one of the key things is we're not, (coughs) excuse me, we're not doing a bait and switch thing here. We're not inviting them over and then suddenly hitting them unexpectedly, Mm. right? uh, Take us through What you're recommending, uh, in terms of how people use these resources, how they invite people in and and begin the evening together.
2: Yeah, well, first of all, as, as kind of a, the prototype, I guess, or the foundation for how this principle works, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Michael. It's not a bait and switch at all. The, the fact of the matter is, you, you, we're gonna know these people. If we've mixed with our neighbors, or uh, friends in our bu- business community that we do business with, whether you're a construction a contractor or a lawyer or whatever you happen to do, as you've as you've built relationships over the years, it's a natural. So I, I imagine many conversations are going to go on like this come come late October and November. I imagine uh, there's going to be hey you know uh, why don't you come over for dinner. Uh, I got, I got this video I want to show you. Billy Graham's been in the ministry. I don't know if you've heard of Billy Graham, but I've, I've got his latest word on his life and faith. And, uh, it, it will be airing on, uh, probably on Fox News, uh, that night. They're, they're working, uh, to get, I know Franklin, uh, is working with, uh, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch and trying to get airtime. So it's that simple. I mean, The foundation is that you know, uh, we know our friends, and they've been in our house before, so it's it's not going to be any any
0: new revelation. I would imagine most people resonate with Billy Graham. I mean, even non-believers know who Billy Graham is, as opposed to Bill Graham, the concert promoter. You know, right? (laughs) But anyway, and most people know who Billy Graham is, and I would imagine there's at least a curiosity. Wow, the man's near the end of his life. He's, he's got this reputation and now he's kind of making perhaps one last amazing response to God in his life. Maybe there's some curiosity about it. I would imagine that that's a great opener and, and an attraction, right?
2: It's funny. We were, we were at Spirit West Coast the other day. Uh, I think maybe six weeks ago and, uh, exactly what you said. The curiosity around, we had our banners up and the curiosity around the, around the concert. People were dropping by all ages. Some were curious, but most, the, the, the line that I heard most was, I haven't seen him for, what's he up to these mm, days? Mm-hmm. You know, what's he up to these days? And, and we were able to share my hope with a, with a variety of people.
0: Chris, you mentioned the simplicity. Mm-hmm. Of the gospel, and you think of how the disciples reached people, how Jesus reached people, and I think sometimes our strategies sometimes choke God out of the process, mm-hmm. you know, and and mm-hmm. so that simplicity is important. Rex, there's a very simple approach to this. There there are are five looks to think about, and and then uh, in inviting people, watching uh, the material, sharing, and asking. Can you take us through that, a, a, a little bit and, 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 uh, let us know how that will flow?
2: Yeah, yes. When I, when I do, uh, uh, vision prep, uh, tr- uh, seminars for pastors, I, 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 I f- physically take them through the five looks that the, that the program's based upon. And, and, uh, look number one is just look out, look out, or excuse me, look around, look around, uh, for your neighbors and friends. Uh, that you know that don't know Christ and begin to identify them, and then to look up. And we have a pl- spot in our brochure where I ask pastors to model it. Mm. I ask them to to model what they're doing and to write down on their brochure the names of people. I did that today in right. Modesto um, with pastors. Ask them to to write down who they uh, fellowship with, that their neighbors on maybe on their block or or people that they know in their restaurants that don't know Jesus. And have have not experienced His love, and and to identify them and write them down, and then the second look I think is the most vital. I think it's the foundation of uh, the BGEA over the years. Uh, It goes back to the Modesto Manifesto. It goes back to basing things on prayer, Mm. to entreat God, and to look up and to and to draw those names before the throne, to begin to entreat God for salvation for those for those people. And then um, after that, um, you're to look forward to the event. The event takes place on uh, November 7th, and uh, that's what you're praying for. That's when you're going to invite your friends over to your house for a meal to watch uh, Dr. Graham uh, reflect on his life and faith and uh, his hope basically for America, the theme of the program. What's great about this is that it doesn't stop there. After we look forward to the event and we ask our people to share their faith, uh, then there's a section, uh, where we look after. And pastors that have come, boarded the ship, boarded the train, and, and they're bound for November 7th, Um, They have within them all the resources for their people to follow up new believers. So let's go to a night. Let's say November 7th. Okay, you invite your friends over to dinner. You watch the video. And then you as a Matthew, you're asked to share your own personal testimony of three minutes. And then after you share your testimony you're encouraged people you're you're encouraged as a Matthew to ask people if they know Jesus Christ or not people will be given the opportunity that night to receive Jesus and um in a typical home what they what they've tracked around these 57 other countries where they've done my hope in a typical uh, home meeting of of 10 million people are saved that night. Hmm. So in these Matthew homes, people are going to get saved. So the question is, well, what do we do after they're saved? Well, that's what I love about this program. There's a look-after look where pastors and Matthews are given uh, basic training materials to do a, a four-week small group Bible study with their new converts so that you, they're not only coming to Christ. I love this. The heart of the program is you're not leaving these people uh, in the lurch. I, I am fortunate to work in two wonderful ministries. I work for the local church. I'm a pastor, but I also work for Billy Graham. But this fits perfect with my life, and I'm so excited I will do – if someone comes to Christ, I will do Bible study any night, any day, any mm. lunch hour, any time to make sure those people get grounded in their faith. And so um except for my Saturday morning men's Bible study, but they can come to that. <laughs> so
0: Well the, I think that is that is so important and that that has been a, a long a, a trademark of the Billy Graham Association. I remember many years ago uh was helping out at, at the uh, uh it was a event in Sacramento at yeah, well, what used to be Arco Arena. What is it now? Sleep Train. <laughs> right. Now they're gonna. I've always wondered. That's kind of a weird thing for a sports sleep, sleep arena. Train. You know, got, very... the, got the mattress
2: at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but anyway, it, it was Arco Arena at, at, at that point. Not to plug Arco, but I, that's what sticks in my mind. Anyway, wonderful uh, crusade there, and uh, but one, what they stressed was. Do not let these people who raise their hand and and profess a relationship with Christ, do not let them just fall off the radar screen. You must track with them. You must keep in touch, get them integrated into a local church, wherever, you know, what whatever is near them, whatever is appropriate. Do not leave them hanging out there. We learned this lesson, uh, Chris, many years ago, actually the start of Lighthouse Live here when Ed Silvoso came to town, and, and uh, we began the lighthouses of prayer, and the whole city was prayer-walking their neighborhoods, praying over houses, praying over vacant lots. And Ed Silvoso warned us at the beginning, he says, if you do not go that additional step and build a bridge to the people you're praying for, this will fall flat. And the problem was, as a community, we really did make this a program with a beginning and an end. And so it it kind of faded out. And as as I talk to brothers and sisters across the nation, they say the same thing. So we don't want to make this a program with a beginning and a sunset clause. This is a a lifestyle, and this is something where we need to develop the relationships, even sometimes maybe with some folks that we wouldn't normally develop those relationships with. But vitally important that we have that aftercare, and that's what I like about this. It's built right into the strategy that you have.
1: You know, it, it strikes me that... that uh Uh, You know, I heard uh, 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 a teacher, Winky Prattney, he's been involved in Youth with a Mission for a long time. He was talking about in the past... God has worked in analog ways. And, uh, so there's been the guy, you know, like Billy Graham, he's sort of, for years has been the guy, you know, that, that does the crusades and, uh, hosts events and, and all of that kind of thing. And, um, what Winky was saying is here in these last days, it's like God is working digitally where it's, it's all at once and spread out, uh, you know across a lot of different platforms and what's really neat about seeing how the Billy Graham Association is adapting to that kind of concept where it's not we're all depending on the guy to do the work we're the guy right <laughs> we're all the guy <laughs> or the or the gal <laughs> <laughs> excellent you, you you guys both
2: have excellent observations and that's that's basically where we're trying to go. Um, my my uh boss Scott Owis and I, we pray uh consistently. It's Scott's Scott first brought it to my attention. I want to pass it along to you guys. He used the word quote movement. And that's what we're praying for. This is a movement. It's it's back to basics. It's back to the disciples hitting the streets of their neighborhoods trying to bring people to Christ. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's Chris. It's you and me and Mike and it's us.
0: On the, uh, there's, there's a wonderful little flyer here about, uh, about My Hope America. And on the back, I think it's very interesting. It, it makes the observation, white picket fences, manicured lawns and two cars in the garage. The real America is not so picturesque and it underscores the urgency of our work as Christians. Research shows if you live in the typical community with 100 average neighbors, Here's the reality. Here we go. Seven of your neighbors struggle with depression. Some consider suicide. As a chaplain here in the city, I am, I am dismayed at the huge numbers of people attempting suicide. Mm. And it's all over age groups. Teenagers, mm. middle-aged people, people in their 60s and 70s. Just mm. absolutely amazing. 14 out of those 100 feel crippled or trapped by fear and anxiety. 7, uh, uh, victims of abuse or addicted to, or or they abuse or are addicted to drugs or alcohol. 8 are struggling with the loss of a job. I think here in the Central Valley, Chris, that's probably a little higher. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 3 are grieving the death of a loved one. And 60, that's 60%, don't profess to be born again. Right. And so the need is that, this whole thing about America being a Christian nation and a Christian culture, man, that that is way if it ever really was, that's way back there somewhere. We got to deal with the reality of 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 today and this is a wonderful way to approach it. That's- Last
1: month in uh, Christianity Today there was an article um stating a, a new study that's come out where where of non faith professing people of non Christians One in every five of those don't know a Christian, like have never met one. Mm. And uh, that's a different picture of America than I think what a lot of people have.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: Met one or don't recognize one.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, and, and that, I think that's a key here as well. I mean, Peter, you know, reminds us of this a lot and, and Jesus certainly upbraided the Pharisees for this. We have to walk our talk if we 're hypocritical if we 're preaching one thing and we 're acting another way, the message of Christ is in the tank. I mean people look at us and say, "Why should I want to be like you look at, right look at what you are you know so it 's very important for us to walk out or not that we have to be perfect. God understands we 're not perfect. That happened back in the Garden of Eden. God gets that okay, right. but he can work through our imperfections mm-hmm. He can That's work right. through our weaknesses that 's right and so I, I would imagine Rex that Sometimes you probably get the, the pushback. I don't know if I can do this. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a pastor. I, everybody can do this, right? Yeah. You know, you know, I go back to the,
2: to the line. I don't know. I don't know who coined it. It might have been Josh McDowell or somebody, but we're just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. <laughs> That's it in yeah, a you know, nutshell. You know. Um, we, People in Grandview Circle in Turlock know I'm not perfect. <laughs> That's for sure. But I, uh, you know, we do we do love Jesus, and we want to we want to get the word out there. I just had a word too on, you know, those sixty percent that that don't profess to know uh, Jesus. I think George Barna did a survey a couple of years ago. Many many of those people are in our churches. Oh yeah, and and uh, they attend church either regularly or in some senses irregularly, once a month maybe. But many of those people don't know the basics of the gospel, the exchanged life that that Jesus not only died for our sins, the the atonement fact of the gospel, but that there's an exchanged life, an exchanged life, his righteousness for ours. And that's the beautiful thing about our faith. God doesn't leave anything out of the gospel. Jesus' life. Becomes our life. Mm. And that's the, that's the, the message we share and offer. The love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ.
0: Amen to that. And I, Chris, I think that, that uh, goes along with your comment a couple of minutes ago, that as we engage in that, let's be real and authentic and genuine. Because when we are willing to show our warts and our weaknesses, those who are going through the same things develop an attachment right away. There's a connection there. And as we know, when God allows us to go through stuff, Later on, what he will do is use our experiences and his healing in that to minister to others who are going through the same type of of trials and tribulations that we are. So we just encourage you to be very real. You don't have to be perfect in this. You don't have to be a, a television or a radio. You don't have to be Billy Graham in your home in this. Just be real. Be who you are, who God created you to be, and he will use you in a powerful way to affect your world. Again, the website to look at is www.myhopewithbillygram.org. That's myhopewithbillygram.org. And, Rex, people can register uh, right on there, right?
2: Yes. Um, I'm encouraging people. Um, it's all there. It's laid out online on, on the home page there. And you can click on the link, My Hope America. It will explain uh, uh, what the project's all about. Um, there will be online registration forms for pastors as well as Matthews, and so if you if you want to do this, it, it, again uh, October is almost here. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't get on board. You can go online right now. If what we've been talking about the last forty minutes, if it resonates with you, if it encourages you to be a Matthew, uh, and your and your church is not doing it, go on board and register as a Matthew. Amen. And I want to say to pastors too, um, just like Modesto today, uh, it is. It, it, it's we are moving towards October. There's still time. To get your church in, to get your people praying, you get your Matthews praying for people, uh, in their neighborhood and their associates at work. And there's still time to train them. And, um, God is the God of last minutes. I've learned that. And so there's no script. There's no formula for this when the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's involved. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that's what we're banking on. And, and I sure appreciate you guys, uh, given given us the time yeah. and,
1: and something we want to mention the the push is for November 7th to be the big night where everybody hosts people over in their homes. But that doesn't say you can't do it again and again yeah, or, right. or do it later. Like you, there's it, there's it's time sensitive in a way because you want to get as many people involved for that event as possible. But also it's, it's a curriculum that you could use time and again, you know, four times a year.
2: Right. No, we, we are, we are encouraging people, at least right now, to follow the process. Because what's behind that, Chris, is the nation is going to be praying on that night. Mm-hmm. This has been, this has been, uh, lifted up before the throne for over, uh, over a year. And, um, yes, it, it, yes and no. Yes, that November 7th, we're, if, if everything holds true, Mm -hmm. we are planning on the greatest revival in the history of our nation. And, um, the way things are tracking, that's going to be true. You're not, you're not going to see it in the bright lights of a crusade, but you're going to see it in the grassroots area of homes. And if people Mm -hmm. follow up, our churches will be revived. Now, that's not to say that pastors can't use this excellent resource material after the first of the year as they launch a program maybe, maybe to their Easter service next year or something. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's time sensitive in the fact that Dr. Graham's going to speak on November 7th, yes. but it's not as far as pastors yes. using
0: it. Yeah. You know, the, the principles that are being taught in the training, I mean, they're eternal. That's right. <laughs> so yes. That's right. We encourage you to take advantage. Um, uh, how can our people pray for, for you, Rex, and for, Uh, the Billy Graham Association and for my hope America over the next couple of weeks. I know we're, we're kind of coming into the, you know, it's October, November is almost here, which is an amazing thing. I can't believe I'm still stuck back in last May for some reason. Costco has Christmas trees. Costco has (laughs) Christmas trees, (laughs) for goodness sakes. I pray for you, Ritz.
2: You say that, Chris, and things, and things seem to be going fast. I, I think, uh, I think, I'll I'll start personally. I think personally um that you could pray that the that the Holy Spirit uh can cause me to slow down mm. and enjoy the moment mm. of what God's doing in the lives of the dear people that I've met and really um really own that. Mm. Uh in the in the midst of of what God's doing for us nationally. And I will tell you that that uh, nationally there are over twenty three thousand churches on board, and there is a re- there is going to be a revival. That's both a prayer and a praise, pray prayer uh, praise for all the churches on board. Praise that a uh, prayer that these new new baby Christians would be followed up. And would be, would be placed in churches. And then locally, there's some wonderful things going on. Um, Scott and I travel a little bit in the central coast area early in the summer. We had uh, 63 leaders and pastors in Scotts Valley that jumped on board. Uh, right here in this area, a couple weeks ago, 16 people from Merced, uh, uh, leaders and pastors very excited about uh, about my hope. And uh, so just pray that the the revival continues today in Modesto. Uh, I believe, how many were there today? Mine? 12, oh, uh, 10, tw- 10, 10, 12, 10, like 12 pastors mm-hmm. and leaders heard about uh, the message of my hope, which is really the message of Jesus Christ, love yeah. and forgiveness. So that's our prayer, that God would revive us both locally and nationally.
0: Amen to that. Brother Chris, would you uh pray for rex and my hope america as we uh in today's broadcast
1: yes god uh, we look to you um we join our prayers with all the prayers that have been offered uh for this night that's coming up and not just this night november the 7th but also all the follow-up bible studies that will happen because people have made the decision to enter into your kingdom and your grace and and uh our our prayer is for my hope for the Billy Graham Association and locally for Rex and the people he's working with god that you would just uh, help them to see all the details uh, help them to uh, slow down and enjoy the journey right. um hmm. we pray that uh, even for um all the people that will be hosting um uh these uh nights on on november the 7th people over to their home god just make that atmosphere hospitable welcoming and um uh, filled with your grace blessing and, and your comfort and the prayer for revival revive us again god fill each heart with your love mm-hmm. uh, we pray uh over this event in jesus name Amen. Amen. In
0: Jesus' name. Amen. And just remember, friends, the website to look at is www.myhopewithbillygram.org. That's myhopewithbillygram.org. Rex, great to meet you, brother. I mean, you're right next door in the city, and, and uh, we're so happy that uh, God brought us together, and, and hopefully we can be partnering uh, in the near future as well. Thank you, Michael. And our thanks again to our uh, co-host and uh, producer, Chris Whitler, also with us in studio today praying for us, and interceding for us as uh, one of our service coordinators, uh, Janetta Ferguson, also our office manager, Brenda Lapome, who actually makes Advancing Vibrant Communities run. I just kind of show up, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, from the University of Phoenix, uh, one of our new interns, Morgan Cox, with us as well. We appreciate all of you and your efforts to uh, reach out and help folks connect the love, grace, and mercy of Jesus Christ with a community that is so much in need. For Lighthouse Live, I'm Mike Douglas. Thanks for joining us tonight. I look forward to seeing you next time.